0: Welcome to the Stranger Still podcast. My name's Kathleen and I'm Miles. Welcome back. If you listen to our show as we went through each season episode by episode still available by the way for listen while we wait for the final season of Stranger Things to come out season
1: five, season five. and they have only aged like fine wine. Those <laughs> podcast episodes from last year.
0: Be sure to follow us on YouTube, um, the Stranger Still podcast. Also, Facebook, Twitter, at Stranger Still 22. Subscribe, rate, review us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: I love it. It's Valentine's Day. I love you.
0: I love you. We're
1: married. People don't know that.
0: Oh yes, by the way, we are married, and we do love each other.
1: And we do love each other as a single red rose sitting upon the table right now as we speak.
0: Happy Valentine's Day, babe. So it's we're going to talk some of the romantic
1: aspects of Stranger Things. Now, (laughs) fans of the show will probably recall some statements I've made, which is this is not a romantic comedy. You know, many of the characters are too young for a lifelong romance in my opinion you know this is a sci-fi story about the upside down in my opinion
0: gotta have some love in there for people like me babe
1: yeah and i don't know i get it but so today we are diving into those romantic plot lines love hurts love scars (laughs) love wounds and
0: mars and mars
1: Yeah. That's Like Mars, like Mars, you. Oh,
0: and okay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I ever realized those were the words.
1: We're going to talk love in Stranger Things today.
0: All right. And I just have to say, it feels good to be talking about Stranger Things again. And I've been really missing Stranger Things. Um, We have so long to wait for season five. We've just been trying to come up with reasons to get back in here and do some podcasts for you guys. Uh, Well, What better thing to start with than Stranger Things news?
1: Let's get into the news.
0: (laughs) So for starts, Gaten Monterazzo, Caleb McLaughlin, Noah Schnapp, Finn Wolfhard, and Sadie Sink will be paid over $7 million each for the final season of Stranger Things after contract renegotiation re-negotiation wow that was a tough what's word an, apparently an- <laughs> <laughs> and i just have to say they absolutely deserve it
1: and millie bobby brown not in there she's got a separate Lucrative contract deal with Netflix.
0: I mean, she is a mega star now. Like she's in lots of stuff now.
1: They, I don't know what they could possibly pay her (laughs) uh, to give her Prime to Netflix. I'm assuming she's allowed to do other products as well. But
0: they're they're paying her a lot.
1: Yeah, I kind of like this that they maybe they. It's implied by contract renegotiation that this wasn't necessarily the original deal, Mm. right? This doesn't. This seems like they renegotiated as a group. Right. In a way minus Millie, I yeah. like that. It's kind of like Friends. Friends did that. They with the cast. Oh, you yeah. know, they they said you got to pay us all even though clearly, I mean, Jennifer Aniston should have been paid more. You know, we cared more about Rachel than Ross, right? Um I don't know.
0: This is like <laughs> current day Friends.
1: It really is, Stranger and it's six Things. six of them. So yeah. it's glad. I'm happy for them. They gave their childhoods to this show.
0: Basically, so yeah, absolutely.
1: Their careers have started. They'll be well compensated. I'm their excited. Their first
0: kisses. Some of them are were yeah. on screen.
1: And whatever it is, they're gonna. It's gonna be worth it. It's going right. to be worth it.
0: Next on the agenda: Stranger Things actor Noah Schnapp comes out as gay on TikTok. And he says, when I finally told my friends and family I was gay after being scared in the closet for 18 years, all they had to say was, "We know," <laughs> and I just love that. And I'm so happy that he felt comfortable to come out publicly. Um, that's awesome. I'm so glad that he's being true to himself. That's super great.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I guess I didn't know if he was out or not. <laughs> I
0: mean, I like that in a way. His real life kind of follows his character in stranger things and yeah. that, that that's like who he is in in real life is that he is gay and it just in this age he he can actually say something it's so much more accepting than it is you know back in the 80s
1: yes that is a that is a huge contrast yeah. uh, I think he posted on the uh, the caption was I guess I'm more similar to will than I thought so pretty cool
0: yeah I like that. Um, Next, Will Ferrell commercial in the Upside Down with Erica. Love it.
1: (laughs) He's like, you're ruining the show. (laughs) Will Ferrell. Dustin was recast with Will Ferrell. I wasn't a huge fan of the recasting. I think Gaten did better than Will Ferrell. (laughs) To be honest, the ages of the characters don't bug me that much. But Will Ferrell was... Too old to play <laughs> Dustin Henderson. That is definitive.
0: You know, I have to say, I wish they would have made the Stranger Things part longer. I mean, they made the reference to it must be Walking Dead with the zombies. Oh, yeah, I feel, yeah, I wanted more Stranger Things, but that, maybe that's just because we love it so much.
1: Yeah, honestly, I would, I wanted more too. Yeah, Erica only has like a couple lines in there.
0: I know, not enough. All right. So next piece of news is our schedule. Oh, the Stranger Still yes. podcast.
1: Schedule coming at you.
0: So we will be, I love the little jingle. Schedule coming, coming at, at ya. Ya. Um <laughs> We will begin recording in March. Not sure when yet, but it's going to be our 2023 rewatch, which will be episode by episode. Not, in- not be well, episode. Not by be episode. episode. Excuse me. Not be episode by episode. Instead, it'll be 11 episodes from each main character. Following their journey from season one pilot um through season four finale, or in Max's case, you know, of course we start in season two. Yeah. I'm She'll ex- be in there.
1: Yeah, she will. I'm excited to talk about just from the perspective of locking on to one character and yeah. following them through the season. so I
0: like that too. It's not, I mean, we've always thought of them collectively. So yeah. this will just be another fun way to look at Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And then we'll also have some guests on, uh, some guests from other Stranger Things podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be doing some award shows. I kind of had this whole, I guess this may be news to you, Kathleen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. These, what I had in mind was the Deep Cut Awards. So, like, and this is
0: the stuff that you are really yeah. good at, and you're really good at delving into yeah. Stranger Things. So,
1: like, awards for the best line, best images, best music cues, but I'm gonna like, Cut the like. I'm gonna disqualify like the ten best lines of the season, mm-hmm. and just that'll be part of the premise. Like the ten best lines are off the table. Like the underdog we have to pick, best. We have to pick from the others. So um we're gonna have some guests on to do that, and it's it yeah, those really contract think? negotiations are in place yeah. uh, for those <laughs> <laughs> for those guests. But um are we ready to get into the meat of today's episode? Oh
0: heck yeah. So let's get into our Valentine's Day couples.
1: We are a rewatch podcast. So what else would we do other than rewatch a couple of scenes, yeah. a couple of scenes that I thought kind of represented the different love stories in this show. We're just going to kind of go couple by couple mm-hmm. and and talk about them. And I think we want to start with Lucas and Max. Yeah, no, I don't think it. I know it. We're going to start with <laughs> Lucas and Max. <laughs> I hate when I yeah. do that. I always go, and I think that we want to, so Seattle, so passive aggressive Seattle. I uh, think that we're going to want to do that. Let's talk Lucas and Max.
0: Yeah, they kind of, you know, it starts off not Lucas and Max because Dustin and Lucas are fighting over them. Yeah, But we oh, know they, you know, ultimately she ends up with Lucas, of yeah. course.
1: And the place where that sort of becomes solidified is season two or the, the sixth episode of season two specifically Mm -hmm. that junkyard scene they've set the trap for the demo dogs they're Mm -hmm. in the bus lucas is on top of the bus keeping watch for the demo dogs and max comes up to visit
0: him Mm -hmm. yep and she opens up something she hasn't done yet before she's Mm -hmm. always come off as like super tough super closed off um but she gets honest he asks her you know about Callie. she opens up about her life and why they came here to get a fresh start, but everything is basically worse for her. She opens up about Billy being angry all the time and how she doesn't want to be like him. Mm -hmm. So like, and she's like tearing up during this.
1: Yeah, and I love Lucas's response too, which is you're not like him. Yeah. And and it's instant. He's so sure. But to his point, Billy would never do that. Lily would never apologize in that way. Max is recognizing it within Mm -hmm. herself. She just gave the tough guy act to to Steve in the, in the, just before she came up the ladder, she said, are you sure it wasn't a bear? You know? (laughs) Yeah. So, but he knows. He sees it in her.
0: Lucas tells her she is cool, smart, and totally tubular. (laughs) I love that. I know, me too. Good. And it, it's really like this is essentially the first spark of their relationship, mm-hmm. even though we don't actually end up seeing them truly together until until season three. Uh,
1: I think, and the kind of the question I had is what what exactly do they connect with here? Why does Max open up to Lucas? How do they connect?
0: You know, I, honestly, I think I think it's kind of. Because of how Lucas is, you know, I, in the first season, Lucas was probably my least favorite because honestly, I think probably he doesn't open up very well Yeah, and he kind of opens up to her. He's willing to listen to her talk about something that's really deep Mm -hmm. and he accepts that and makes sure that like she knows that she's cool. Whereas like before, you know. He didn't want any outsiders. He didn't want yeah, Eleven at first. Right. He just wanted his friends and to be a kid and have fun. And so this is just like also like the first first stage of him really transforming into what we end up seeing in yeah. season four. I,
1: I knew you'd have a good answer because uh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was struck, too, by can, to your point about him opening up his total, totally tubular. He's going to say that now yeah. had the same type of tone Rewatching it as the season four exchange that they have about Kate Bush, when yeah. he's like, "I'm a Kate Bush fan," and she's like, "You are," and he's like, "I am now." Yeah, he's just willing to take something that she's into, you know, because she's very opinionated and strong, and he's willing to to not be stuck in his ways, not dismiss it, and they they just fit. They're very compatible. Yeah. in that way. Yeah, I've called. You know, I've said this season ends with Max as Han Solo in Carbonite. You know, and and Lucas is Princess Leia, you know, that is the end of Empire Strikes Back. This is really the position they're in. Yeah. But their relationship is not like theirs. They are very <laughs> no. adversarial and they're just butting heads. Yeah. Lucas is really there's something that Max can see that that allows her to open up. And yeah. I and I love that.
0: Yeah. I know. And I love I love seeing them in season three. I mean, mm-hmm. they're bickering back and forth. It's <laughs> like the classic, yeah. like young. Couple relationship. I have
1: crawled. She's broken up with me five times. (laughs) And every time I have crawled back (laughs) into it. Oh, I love that. But ultimately, the end of season three drives a wedge. Max dives into grief. Yeah, you don't
0: see that until we hit season four, though. Yeah,
1: And we'll talk a lot more about this in the complex or complex. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The deep dive that we yeah. do we'll talk a lot more about max's complex grief mm-hmm. and and what drives that here but she completely splits away from lucas it's really not until she's vecna that yeah. first time in dear billy running up that hill that she even takes a step back towards
0: him yeah but the important thing is that he never gives up on her yeah. and i think that's what's key and that's what brings us to you know the end of season four they Max finally opens up. She sets a date when they're, you know, she's writing it down to go to the movies, which I love. It's so cute, Um, and it brings us to the how it turns out for her when she ends up snapped and broken. Oh my gosh. One of my favorite scenes, honestly, in all of Stranger Things, it's so emotional. And Lucas, in that moment, I think like he became one of my favorite characters yeah. in that moment. Are and you
1: talking about the moment with where they ask for the date, or are you talking about the moment? No, when, when she's the, snapping. It's that when he's holding her, she's yes. quote unquote dying. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. and he's screaming for help. I mean, I I see them getting happily ever after they better get happily ever after i will be so sad they can't kill max i want to see them together
1: i do too this is i mean i think lucas is going to drive the charge towards rescuing max yeah and just like princess leia did for han solo and carbonite there's going to be some complex plan to rescue max from jabba the hutt
0: I I definitely don't want to see this story (laughs) end in heartache. He
1: just blew by all these (laughs) Star Wars Star Wars, Star Wars, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Happily Ever After, I'm rooting for it.
0: Yeah, me too, 100%.
1: Let's pivot through some other couples here.
0: Yeah, touch on Dustin and Susie, maybe. Dustin and
1: Susie, yeah. This was an interesting (laughs) one, because we've really... What, Susie's got, like, a total of seven minutes of screen time so far. not much. While Dustin's one of our main characters. My question on this relationship is, they fell in love... At summer camp, right? I know, so it's so cute and sweet. July 1985, and then they're still together at least through May 1986. So they're yeah. coming up on a year—a long-distance relationship for ninth graders. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. A lot of people say that that's like unrealistic, as if you know a meat flare terrorizing the town isn't realistic but a lot of people say that's that, that's not very common a long distance relationship between kids I, that young
0: i have to say i agree it's not common but at the same time i can still see it like they're nerds they're both nerds they both clearly have not really been able to connect with somebody of the opposite sex very well they're both yeah. kind of awkward so it makes sense that they would latch on and it's kind it's like another first, like your first love. And I love that they have this first love. Um, do I think it's going to last? No, I think this will be a great first love, but I don't see them and having a happily ever after. I think this is kind of what helps them develop as people so that when they're adults, I mean, the relationships will be more mature. Because I, they experience this.
1: Just for, I agree with you, but I'm going to play devil's avocado for a moment. <laughs> I think there is a connection between Dustin and Susie that maybe we haven't quite dived into, which is the intellectual connection. Oh,
0: absolutely. Susie yeah.
1: has never met anyone as smart as her and Dustin has never met anyone as smart as him That's until true. they meet each other. That's what's keeping them together. I mean, they figure out a way to talk yeah. to each other constantly with the radio <laughs> yeah. towers and stuff like that. So... I don't know. I could see that bringing them, but I also agree with you. I think that this is probably a step towards their, you know, because Dustin's been hiding all of this from her, so there's, right. he's clearly holding something back.
0: Yeah. Uh, but okay. I like what you said. Like that kind of makes this relationship make sense in this context. Yeah,
1: in this ten-month yeah. relationship context. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's pivot. In. We got to get to Mike and Eleven, but first, let's talk Mike and Will because I think that is a, you know, a romantic plot point that, at least from Will's side, it's an unrequited yeah. mm-hmm. thing. Right, let me ask you, Kathleen, what's, what, is, what does the word Biler mean to you?
0: Byer? Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. Just wanted <laughs> Sorry, to throw guys. that
1: out for anyone <laughs> anyone listening. <laughs> Kathleen is not biased by the Twitter or Reddit or anything like that. That's <laughs> Byers and Wheeler. Oh. So come, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people who are like truthers that this relationship should happen. Oh. And my question is, can it happen? Can Mike and Will end up together together? at the end of season five
0: stranger things can it and should it i say no for both and i think it's just the they've built mike's character around 11 and his love for her so much that to me it really wouldn't make sense for them to end up together um and, and also the fact that Mike and Will ha- have always been best friends and it's never been more on Mike's account. I just don't think that he sees Will that way. And I still maintain, even though Noah Schnapps has even said, like, Will is absolutely in love with Mike, I feel like maybe he is, but it's not one of those all-ending, heart-wrenching love aches. I think the biggest obstacle for Will is that not only does he love Mike, Mike is his best friend. Absolutely. But he's terrified to be honest with him. Mm. He's terrified that he's going to lose Mike if he tells him exactly how he feels. And I feel like that's where most of the conflict comes from. Yeah. What I would love to see happen is Will open up to Mike and see Mike's acceptance of who will is. And I think that's so important, mm-hmm. especially because like, because of the type of Mike, a uh, type of person Mike has been portrayed as, if he's not accepting of will, it wouldn't make f- sense for him as a character. Um, I agree. Yeah. so I still see them as best friends and hopefully will opening up to him.
1: Yeah. And I'll, I agree with you we've talked about this a little bit, and we'll get to talk about it more in our deep dives on both will and yeah. Mike. I do feel for the people who the bilers who very much want this to be the end game because they're they're wanting to see, you know, gay relationships on screen. They're wanting to be represented, you know, especially ones that aren't defined specifically by being gay. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of like tragic, oh, they died because they're gay, <laughs> you know that like that yeah. that is a real trope. And maybe you have some desire to kind of retroactively make the Mike and Will thing, the gay relationship or gay romance start in 2016. You know, so you you have a desire, but I'm for the timelessness timelessness of the story and Mike and Will ending up together would irreparably harm the show, the rewatch of the show. And, how, and
0: not how, because it's a gay relationship.
1: Not because it's a gay relationship, but because of what the show has already shown us. Yeah. How are we going to rewatch the, the weight of the snowball with Mike and Eleven's yeah. reunion? The that the connection. weight of their fights, their, their I love you, the I love you mm-hmm. speech that Mike gives at the, at the end of season four. Yeah. Those are not little moments. Those are perfect finales. They're big climaxes in perfect finales. Contradicting that after the fact would hurt those, those episodes.
0: Yeah, I agree. I um, agree.
1: So... Let's get to Mike and Eleven now.
0: Yes. The, that, which brings us to Mike, Mike and, and Eleven.
1: <laughs> and so we went, we went back to watch a scene. I was trying to, like, what scene to watch about Michael, Mike and Eleven? And I went with, why not the first? Yeah. Why not the first? The second episode of season one, the opening scene... When Eleven is sitting on the couch and Mike, Dustin, and Lucas are talking to her for the first time. And Mm -hmm. my question is, was it love at first sight?
0: I definitely don't think it was love at first sight because uh, how can you really say love at first sight for 12 year olds? Mm. I do think it's the beginnings of a first crush. And for 11, it's the first close relationship that's ever begun for her. I don't even think that she knows what she's feeling in this moment other than... Someone is finally taking care of her. She finally feels safe, and it's safe with yeah. Mike. And I think that's the first foundation of how their relationship grows, yeah. really.
1: I will admit, I wrote this question before I watched the scene, <laughs> and after I watched the scene, I went, it is not love at first sight. And no. you, of course, you're the feeler person in this relationship. <laughs> you actually had it. It's really, like you said, it's the first baby step of trust yeah that's really mm-hmm. what this is yeah. i don't think they even really realize their romantic feelings until they kind of go through the first season they don't really yeah. know exactly what's happening mm-hmm. um so they kind of go they get separated in season two season three they have that pre-teen love where yeah. they are maybe they're whether well, in eighth grade at that point mm-hmm. they have this unhealthy relationship where they are completely codependent on each other
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> and it really is it is like Again, they do. uh, Stranger Things does such a great job of portraying relationships at those ages. I feel like because, like, first loves really, especially (laughs) when they're that they're that young, it's like they just can't get enough from each other. It's sickening. It's so gross how much time (laughs) they spend together. But it's like funny, and I and I love seeing that again. It's like another um, evolution of their relationship. Really. Mm
1: And Max is so important to to break that, and so they can get to the next yeah. evolution. Like <laughs> Eleven has grown up in a lab; she has nothing but Mike. She's globbed onto Mike. Max is the one who's like, "Okay, there's more than Hopper yeah. and Mike out there." And Mike for, lies to her. Yeah, but for Mike, that's good too. He can't just yeah. keep her as as Max says. What is she, your pet?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it almost is in that. In that way, he's always been her protector, mm-hmm. always hiding her like his, yeah. you know, like his pet.
1: I think he knows Max is right there, and that yeah. plants the seeds of fear in him that Eleven is going to grow, and she's going to, as, as he says mm-hmm. literally in the show, she's going to realize that Superman, that she's Superman, and I'm just, I'm not even Lois Lane, because I'm not an yeah. ace reporter. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm nothing.
1: <laughs> and that, that plants that seeds, okay. and they they have some friction as we go on.
0: Yeah, and like what a great way the way that you just said that to segue into season 4 when when Mike can't open up to 11, 11 is afraid to open up to him because even though he feels like she's superman, she's afraid that she's going to lose him because she's not cool and she's not doing well in California. And I mean, she has a
1: huge barrier to to getting into society. Oh, huge. Joyce,
0: you just popped
1: her in public
0: school. No, we've talked about know. that a lot. But you know, it was the '80s. I mean, they yeah. maybe probably didn't have as many resources as they have now.
1: I just think eleven, you know, struggles. Mike struggles. They don't have that language to talk to each other about their struggles. Again, the evolutions, the realism of the of relationships at that yeah. age, um, and and of all ages actually. <laughs> when I say that, <laughs> it's hard to talk about you know the hard stuff, the confrontational stuff.
0: Yeah, and that really comes with time.
1: So he obviously confesses his love to her, his true love yes, to her, which allows her... Because of Will, her, too. Because of Will. Who, who helps push that forward? That's a yeah, great point.
0: He's, Will's the one that tells Mike. Yeah.
1: And Will's... You know, we talk about Will and Mike... We talk about Mike and Eleven, but Eleven and Will, this is a triangle of true love between all three of them. I really do think that. Yeah,
0: because I think for Will, Eleven is a sister to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he absolutely loves her, and he wants to see her happy. And of course he wants to see Mike happy. He loves Mike.
1: So getting back to the romance of Mike and Eleven... Can they get a happily ever after?
0: Are oh, they going to be man. are they going to be ending this you, season 5
1: with a happy note?
0: I want it. I really want it so bad. I want that classic young love story like young childhood sweethearts mm-hmm. that end up married and spending their whole lives together and getting old together, whether stranger things will do that or not. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Somebody is going to die. We yeah. know it. And I'm just afraid to see who it is, but I just, I want that. I want them to grow old together.
1: I am absolutely terrified that 11 will die.
0: Oh We've, my we've gosh, heard on
1: shows before and, and Duffer brother interviews that, when they had only mapped out one season, Eleven was going to die. She was going to sacrifice. This girl from the lab who has goodness in her, saves the people. She has no reason to, to understand what goodness is, and she still understands and sacrifices herself for these people. Have they just yeah. extended it out into the sacrifice happening in the end of season five? <laughs> I, 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 would, I would much prefer a happy ending. Maybe you're rubbing off on me here, babe. Yeah. Nice things. I like nice all things. Right. I I want Stranger Things to be the story of this community of people. We talked mm-hmm. about Max playing an important role. We talk about Will playing an important role. Joyce and Hopper play very important roles. Mike, they're giving this girl, 11, Jane Ives, Jane Hopper, mm-hmm. a life that she had a .001% chance of having yeah. because she grew up in a lab. It takes all these people to give this girl, this, this extraordinary girl, a life that she never really had a chance at. Yeah. That's that's what I want the finale note to hit.
0: I love it. I absolutely absolutely agree with you.
1: Obviously – the Duffers are listening.
0: <laughs> so after that, like, very important love <laughs> connection, let's go to Robin and Vicky. I mean, there's not a lot there. Natural
1: transition. <laughs> Natural
0: transition. Um, obviously, there hasn't been a lot. We've only seen it basically in season four. But um, I love it. I love that Robin has a Vicky. Yeah. I'm so happy.
1: Do you think that Vicky is the one for Robin? or no. Or is Robin taking that first step?
0: I don't think that she is the one I think, like you said, I think she is. I think Vicky is the first one, Uh Um, but I don't think that she'll be the one, but I think she's an important step in Robin's like growing up and like being in a relationship. Like it's really important to have that first love, that first connection, especially for her in the eighties when being gay is not accepted like it is now. Yeah.
1: I I agree with you. First step, I mean, you can kind of tell which way I lean by the questions I ask. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that Vicky and Robin are too similar to each other. And I said this on the on the rewatch here. I just feel like good comp- good couples complement each yeah. other. And by having Vicky sort of like basically telling Robin exactly what Robin told Steve about how I talk too much and too fast before I think, you know, I don't think that these two you know are going to meet together because they're both kind of ditzy. you know, or not ditzy, klutzy. or what, whatever they call Robin in, in the late season 4. But yeah. I just yeah, I don't think Vicky's the one, but we'll see. We'll see what happens in season 5. We'll, hmm. sh- will will uh, Anne of Green Gables, will she be a main cast member in season 5? That'll be an interesting like piece of news I to await. I do really
0: like that actress. I mean, she was amazing yeah. in Anne of Green Gables.
1: Yes. Um
0: so definitely want to see more of her. Yeah. And you know what? They don't have to like they don't have to have the show show robin and vicky vicky lasting forever i mean it's going to end in season five they're obviously we're not going to see them grow old together Mm -hmm. but um so it it doesn't have to end in the show
1: unless we time jump to 2006 that's what stranger (laughs) things five that's the real twist we time jump to 2006
0: i think i don't think their relationship is obviously not important like some of the other ones are. no
1: Let's pivot into the Nancy triangle here. Nancy, oh, Jonathan, boy. Steve, and then we'll close the show out with Joyce and Hopper.
0: Okay, let's first before we even do this, yeah. what team are you? Team Jonathan or team, team Steve?
1: Well, is there a team Nancy cuz I on the last on or the New Year's on the New yeah. Year's episode, I expressed that if I had my way, the show would end with Nancy single.
0: And you know what? I'm just I'm only remembering that because you're saying it now, but yeah. I don't listen like, to the show? I think that <laughs> I think that that is awesome. And that, that would be a great way to end the season with Nancy on her own. Mm-hmm. But I also think that if she has to end up with somebody, I want to see her with Steve just because I love Steve. I'm also
1: Steve out of the two. <laughs> so let's start with Nancy and Jonathan.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, their relationship starts off a bit rocky with jonathan taking creepy pictures of her from a distance
1: should this have been a deal breaker like from the beginning nancy don't date a guy who has taken pictures of you in a bra from outside
0: with no other context absolutely yes it should be a deal breaker but because of the trauma of jonathan losing will and Uh, nancy losing barb um I think Nancy is able to see that Jonathan's not actually a creep. Yeah. He did that super creepy thing which was so wrong, but he's awkward and yeah. like truly down to his core. He's he's not actually a creep. And she she sees that while they experience their shared trauma. Yeah.
1: So in a regular high school that would be a deal breaker, but with the experience with the Demogorgon and a, and a mind flare, maybe. <laughs> and Murray identifies a shared trauma thing that you're talking about. And yeah. the show basically is saying, you, you guys don't deserve together, but you've got the real shit. Shared trauma. Yeah. Um, so season two, they take down the lab together, it's a victory for them. Season three, they do the investigative reporting thing. Mm-hmm. There is some friction between them. You know, Nancy can't work in a misogynistic workplace. Jonathan can't afford to quit jobs based on principle. You know, it's yeah. these kind of like these kind of arguments, different classes, different uh different sexes, of course.
0: Possibly the start of their separation, basically.
1: Because yeah. season four, we see. The weirdest, like, I, I love the writing here too, because they are they are so far apart in season four. Yeah. Both physically, California and Indiana, but also like they have no honesty with each other. They yeah. are they have no confrontational language, like I said, in their relationship. But the way that they're complaining about each other, Nancy DeFred and Jonathan Argyle, is by praising each other to the high heavens. <laughs> yeah. They just have this like Highfalutin language. They're never honest with each other. They're always praising each other. I think that's actually bad.
0: Yeah, I agree. And also, I think season four, again, really illustrating these relationships so realistically, is showing like a real, like, early love, like high school love, mm-hmm. evolving into, you know, adulthood that not all of these relations not all of these close true love relationships last forever yeah. and they're growing and they happen to be growing apart and that's not a bad thing it's okay for them to go their own way and to have their own goals and to do their own thing I mean people grow apart all the time
1: agreed so the scene we wa- re we re- the scene we re-watched is the very final scene that we see them in mm. the season 4 epilogue they're nailing up a board on a window yeah. and they have this conversation really about the state of their relationship
0: Jonathan are we okay yeah totally <laughs> like <laughs> okay, Nancy. Oh, okay that's yeah. like a no they're obviously the, not okay
1: and the pivot to that question is is just a casual joke by Jonathan Which is, you know, Nancy says, I'm glad you were there to protect Mike and Will. And Jonathan, in what was kind of their love language earlier, makes sort of a a nice little casual dig at Steve. Yeah. Where he says, like, who else would have been in charge? Steve? You know, that's the way they conversed in season two. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work this time. Nancy stops him and says... He's grown up a lot. You know, yeah. she doesn't say it like and I not, just said it. Not in <laughs> a like confrontational no. way, but like a like, yeah, hey, like yeah. you know,
0: he's actually not so try, bad. Try to, try to and consider you this. and you can see on on Jonathan's face that yeah. like maybe there still is <laughs> something the, there.
1: Rewatch the scene, folks. Listen to the way Jonathan says sure. It's <laughs> almost like sure. You
0: know, <laughs> like
1: there, there is some jealousy there. Yeah, oh, there's yeah,
0: absolutely yeah, jealousy, yeah, sure. of course. I mean, he loves Nancy, and Nancy loves him, but mm-hmm. really, they're they're keeping secrets from each other, and they're growing apart. Well, yeah. Jonathan's the, keeping secrets from Nancy. <laughs>
1: yeah, and the the whole college application thing is the biggest secret. Yeah, we'll we'll see mm-hmm. what happens with that. But uh, yeah, I, I I think you're basically saying. And I think we're all, the audience is meant to believe this relationship is on the rocks.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So let's jump over to Nancy and Steve.
1: Now, rewatching, just trying to find scenes that represent, we had to kind of stick with season four to keep this conversation flowing here. Really? Yeah. Let's speed forward to the beginning of that same episode, the finale for season four, when Steve and Nancy are walking through the woods and they have this conversation about Steve crawling backwards. Mm -hmm. Like, I I thought it was very interesting to rewatch this scene. Number one, because I did not remember, this scene is basically a monologue from Steve. Yeah. Like, it's not really a conversation like I just said.
0: No. Yeah. He is, like, kind of explaining to her... Uh, basically how he has felt this whole time. And you you see that he's always been in love with Nancy s- from when they first started dating in season one through season four. Like, oh. she's always been the one. Really? But he sees that... He wasn't mature in season one. I'm mean, and mm. and because of her, he's grown into a much better person, and she made that possible.
1: Oh, I I don't agree that he's been in love with her this whole time.
0: I I've, think I think he has. I
1: I well maybe can we? I think we, can he's we,
0: had feelings for her this whole time.
1: Okay, can we compromise and say? that he didn't realize he was in love. Because I feel like the one of the important things they do in the early season four is talk about how Steve is seeing all these girls and there's nothing. There's nothing there. And I think that experience that like interval between season three and season four with him and robin working at the movie theater by the way throw out the uh the uh offshoot series of just steve and robin working at the movie rental place
0: (laughs) i would watch 10 seasons of their like friendship it just makes me so happy
1: but i think that he kind of real his life is going nowhere and he's coming into context of what nancy was Backwards, crawling backwards to it. Yeah,
0: but I love his analogy about, yeah, like crawling backwards, Give him a thump. That makes sense to how he is now, Mm -hmm. but that she was his thump two years ago that allowed him to evolve.
1: Now, Robin, I forgot that Robin is in this scene. She's the start and end of this scene. So Robin, actually, the first thing that happens is they're talking about Robin being a klutz. Mm-hmm. And that's how they get on the whole baby thing and Steve knocking his head. Yeah. Um, but then they also end it with after Steve's monologue, Nancy is about to say something. We don't know because Robin interrupts them. Yeah. What do you think Nancy was about to say to Steve there?
0: I think they could have kissed right there. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I there was an eyebrow right? furl. You know, I was re, I paused it right there. There's an eyebrow furl. I don't know that she was, I think. I mean, first of all, he brings up the RV, the six little nuggets. Oh maybe, yes, maybe the she says the dream that he had. Well, he like, Wait, says I have to there, have six babies. It was babies? always
0: you. So like, I have to have six babies. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Comes to that realization.
1: I think she, I think she's gonna say like, "What? You have not been in love with me this whole time." I feel like it's possible.
0: I don't know. Maybe okay.
1: we don't. We do not see eye to eye on the longevity of the Nancy Steve uh, love.
0: Maybe it's just because I want them to be. Together. Maybe, maybe. But You're also although better. I do love you, your hope that she ends up on her own—I mean, she's so yeah. strong—to show that she doesn't need any man.
1: I mean, they're seniors in high school.
0: I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> she has a whole life ahead of her, yeah. and she's a freaking badass rock star.
1: So let's talk about the only adult relationship that's really in this show, besides Murray and uh, his—you know—cooler beer, Joyce, Joyce and, and Hopper. Hopper,
0: and I. I love that their relationship has always been consistently the same from season one through season four.
1: And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because they are adults who have this huge shared history, whereas the kids are on wild pendulum swings of life experiences. Yes. They're adults with 20 years of history.
0: And the only thing that's really growing is the the love, like the romantic love Mm. that they have for each other. They... Obviously, like, had something before Stranger Things started because it's hinted at in season one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he, I think, through all of the trauma of her, I'm do we see that at the end of season one where mm. he kind of you kind of sensed feelings from him, or is that the season two?
1: No, definitely in season one. I mean, he has got some yeah, loyalty by, and some by feelings By the for her. end, yeah.
0: yes. But then in season two, she's with Bob. And you can't hate her being with Bob because he's the best guy. Yeah.
1: The Bob is one of the, obviously, we we are a Bob newbie podcast. <laughs> Our season two rewatch, we just like literally cried on air about Bob mm-hmm. newbie for a while. I love Bob, too, for the for the writing. He's such an atypical obstacle to, you know, Joyce and Hopper are main characters, he is the obstacle to this main character romance, yet we love him.
0: Yes. And he would have been great for Joyce, really. Yeah. He's and safe and secure.
1: Would Joyce have married Bob?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: I agree. I Obviously, I posed this question again with my answer.
0: <laughs> it's obvious.
1: <laughs> yes. I. And a lazier show would drive a wedge and make us hate Bob, but we actually grieve with Joyce.
0: Absolutely. For a lot of
1: season three about Bob, about his death, about her genuine love for him and his, mm-hmm. his goodness, his pureness of heart, it takes all the way until the final episode of season three. They're in the Russian base oh, gosh. and they're waiting and they set a date. After arguing this whole, <laughs> whole of season three, <laughs> why does Joyce have this change of heart and accept this date with Hopper at the end of season three?
0: Why does she do that? Yeah. Well, honestly, I think that she's seen... I mean, in... In season three, it starts off she's getting over Bob and Hopper wants to date her. She stands him up at some point. I think she knows that there's the potential for romance there, but she loved Bob and she has always seen Hopper as a friend. I mean, he's always there. And so on the one hand, like it made her nervous to be more than that. But on the other hand, by the end of season three, It also made her realize, you know what? One of the first foundations of love is friendship. Yeah. And they have this wonderful dynamic together, always arguing, but always making a good team. She even says that. We make a good team, don't we?
1: I love when he literally says, why aren't you arguing with me? And then (laughs) she does the excellent impression of Hopper. It's hard for you, (laughs) Hopper talking to her. It's hard to take you seriously when everything sounds like the goddamn world's about to end. Classic (laughs) Winona uh, line reading there. Yeah. I, I, your answer is better than mine. I was thinking like Joyce sort of like realizes life is short because of the danger that they are in. But Mm -hmm. I think you're more right that it has, it's the Bob grief that was holding her back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so they get the date. They do not go on that date because she kills him
0: <laughs> oh <my laughs> by gosh. turning the key. <laughs> I have to say that I literally sobbed. I yes. sobbed that episode hard. Yeah. And it made me so sad. And I like I didn't have the initial... Some people had the initial first thought that he Hopper was coming back. But I didn't have that. I knew how stranger c- things could be. They aren't afraid to kill people off. It was absolutely possible that they wouldn't bring Hopper back, and I was going to be pissed if they didn't, but I was also terrified that they weren't, and I like thought it could have been the end, and it made me heartbroken. Yeah.
1: I People, I knew he was coming back. <laughs> the American <laughs> thing was just too too much, yeah. but uh, I think... The fact that they're split up for almost all of season four, the Russian plot line drags and drags and drags, as we've talked about. Yes. But. Just
0: wanted them together. It's
1: important, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That they went through this. Death is not the only stake, right? Yeah. The The experience that Joyce had losing Hopper and the experience that Hopper had in that prison, uh, they will stick with them forever. Those are stakes.
0: Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. And drives the bond between them so to be so much stronger because of that. I mean, before it was like friends coming together with some romance, but now it was like, Uh I mean, life, like life depended on it.
1: Absence makes the heart go grow fonder. Yeah. And they, uh, a nice kiss in that church. Oh my gosh. And when
0: they finally, when they kissed in that church, it was like, finally, it was like, you've been waiting for this buildup for so long for like all of the seasons. And then finally they end up together. Talk
1: about Valentine's day, baby kissing in a church. Yeah. So the question, the final question of the episode, happy Valentine's day. Romance is in the air. Yeah. Uh, Heartbreak is also in the air. That's also part of Valentine's day. (laughs) Yeah. The final question is, Joyce and Hopper, is there any more drama to come? Will they just, I mean, are they going to have a, a plot line in season five that separates them? Or are they just going to get married? And oh my what do you gosh, think? there what do you better want? not
0: be a plot line. I mean, I think there's always drama between them. They're arguing and everything. <laughs> yeah. They can never get along. Whether that means that they're going to get married all the time or... Married like right all the time. away after this. Ta- all the time I'm getting married to Harper you. and Joyce have had
1: 182 weddings in a row.
0: <laughs> but um I think that they're ultimately together. Whether they'll get married in season five or not, mm. they are bonded. They they are together. They're in love. Yeah. They're gonna spend the rest of their lives together. I'm they're gonna spend the rest of their lives arguing with each other. <laughs> I love it. Just like us.
1: Uh <laughs> I th- I'm throwing out the prediction they are married. Right from the get-go. Yeah, the very first so. second of season five. We don't see the wedding, Aww. nothing. It's just, they got rings on and it's I do
0: over. love that. I do love, like, not even showing it. That they're just married. Yeah. They're, like, we're going to take any risks. Yeah.
1: We, we, we don't need to see a wedding kiss. We had that kiss in the church. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're good. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Unless we want to go a little further and, like, go to the honeymoon <laughs> or something. I
0: don't know. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Well, I have to say, it has been so fun talking Stranger Things with you today. And I was so glad to, like, have a reason to get back into stranger things
1: and stay tuned folks over the course of 2023 we will be releasing our character epicentric episodes i don't know what we're going to do in 2024 like you said kathleen it's a long wait but it's the last wait
0: yes the last wait
1: so we might as well enjoy it stranger things
0: my name is miles i'm kathleen
1: and good night